feel like, I feel like what you thought of you, you gotta retire, fam. You need to go to go inspire the youths, man. Raise awareness, you know. Start a whole football <laughs> team. I remember, I'll see some tweets. I'm like, damn. Like, I remember somebody said I looked like a malnourished Raymond. We feel Lagos, we are different And in that December, we are different December. <laughs> <laughs> we are different people. <laughs> you are now tuned in to Radio Uso. Good tunes, great vibes. It's your boy Uzo, 6'4. Such an incident. If I pre a girl, she's, you know, telling me her feelings still. How's your week? How's it going? You guys begin this tomorrow, so it's Saturday morning, like I promised. So, um, yeah, I hope y'all were doing a, you know, having a wonderful time. Everyone I associate with, everyone I associate with is doing amazingly well, flourishing, and just, you know, living abundantly. Shout out to Insecure. But yeah, uh, the love was overwhelming um, from this first episode. I dropped um, last week, so I'm happy y'all enjoyed that and just enjoyed me having me back on the air. Um, a lot of y'all let me know y'all missed my voice. Um, it was nice, a little creepy though, but it was nice all the way. It was nice. Um, if you're new here, welcome, welcome, welcome to Radio Uza. Radio Uzo. Radio, I see Radio Uzo. Like, see, I'm, I'm, I'm in South American, bro. Radio Uzo. Radio Uzo. Uzo. It's like kind of like having saying Igbo differently. Like even even among Nigerians, you ask me, yo, yo Igbo, I be yeah, I say I'm Igbo, I'm Igbo, but it's not Igbo. It's Igbo, Igbo, Igbo. No, not Igbo, Igbo, Igbo. I feel like there's something just off right now. I say, it's Igbo. Uh huh, Igbo, Igbo. Wait, okay. I hope this might catch catches all that. But that's just to say, it's your boy Wojo Uzo, and you're welcome back. Um, just as a thank you to everyone who's been supporting the show um, and sharing it. So I will be writing, like, you know, handwritten letters to y'all. I know it's 2021, and I want to take it back a little bit, you know. I feel like in the space we're in, everything is so futuristic, you know, with NFTs and crypto. You know, before we, you know, before the old world dies away, I want to, you know, reinvent and bring something back, you know. So um, so here's what's going to happen, okay? So if you want a sticker, a Radio Uzo sticker, you know, share the episode of it, say your story, and just DM me, hey, say Uzo, by the way, I'd like a sticker. And um, send me your address, and I'll write, and I'll write you a letter with the sticker and mail it out to you. And if you get it, like, maybe in a, in, in a week, you know, it'll be encouraging, it'll be funny. Um, so, yeah, if you want one, let me know. I got you. You see, that's how they're right here on the show. You know, we love our folks out here. I think also I love that it's small. Um, it's a little, it's a small, small family now, and so I love the fact that I can get into with every single one of y'all who's doing the thing. So um, yeah, I feel cozy. I feel warm. And again, even if you're new, definitely hit me up, and I'll write you a letter as well for a um, sticker. So please, guys. By the way, you know, share the, you know, share the episode as as, as it comes. Another announcement. Yeah, if you go to my Instagram page, that's um at with your underscore uzo. There's a link right now, okay? So cl- cl- click on the link, and it will take you to, like, a, I think, a link tree. And there you can um, sign up for um, email submissions. Or, like, just, just email stuff, you know? Just add your email there. So that way I can um, inform you when there's a new episode dropping. Because I don't want to have to just always drop it on IG, like, hey, new episode, new episode, new episode. I want it to, obviously, it's going to be constant, right? 
So I want the the IG to be full of different things, different content, you know. But on the email, you'll get it, you know, notice that, oh, there's a new Ayo's episode out, and it's an email, and you get a link right there, and it's easy, you know, just straight to you, if you care about it, okay? There's no by force. But um, just so you don't miss an episode, okay? Just let me know, and I will, you know, add you to my email list and send these things out. Also, I'll be, like, you know, sharing what's on my mind, you know, maybe top trends to watch out for, money trends and whatnot as the days, as the weeks go ahead. So it might be a place to just, you know, get to get to have a peek in what's going on in my head before the episode drops. Or just more detailed, you know, versions of what I'm thinking per se. So that's the introduction, that's the welcome. Everything's out of the way. We've said all our highs, buys. And so first things first, I want to just dive into a little money matters. So I think that that'd be something I do. Just something valuable for y'all right now. Um so I think first thing let's get into stocks, Rivian. Um, I think this week they went public. Um, Rivian, if you don't know, is um, the another electric vehicle company. They're trying to rival Tesla, but they, they just got here. Um, the reason why, out of all the EVs, they, they're making a lot of noise. And by EVs, I mean electrical vehicles, is that they are backed by Amazon. So I think Amazon has like 20% um, ownership of the company. So they're backed by, you know, homeboy Bezos. <laughs> And um, so that's why everyone's on hopping on that train right now. So, um, yeah, right now they're currently overvalued, I think. So, but you know, everything's going up always. So, you never know. Sha, the best time to invest is always now. If you're trying to time the market, you might never get it right. But, you know, I don't know. That's just a little thing to say. Um, Coinbase, um, obviously. It's where um, crypto is headed right now. Not headed, but like, you know, when it comes to like the the masses, right? That's where they're getting their crypto from. So Coinbase is going to be where everyone goes to do their crypto trading. So, you know, it's a good place to invest in for the future. So this week, I was at these, um, I was at the this conference. It's called AWE. And it just stands for, um, I want to say, Augmented World Ex- Expo. Hold up, let me see what that means. Um, let me see what that means. Yeah, it's exactly, yeah. It's Augmented World Expo. And, um, you know, in the recent weeks, the metaverse has been hella huge, you know. And now I can understand why a lot of folks were pissed at um, Zuckerberg for using metaverse. Um, and branding it for Facebook, you know, it's so, like, it's just so, um, it's, I would say clever, but, like, it's just marketing. It's a marketing thing, you know. It's not really there for, um, it's not there to like, you know, maybe put Facebook as like the leader or something. Nah, it's just a marketing scheme. You know, companies are already like heavy in this, you know, digital space and this augmented reality world. For decades, almost a decade, but for years now, they've already heavy on that. So Facebook just coming in and just like, you know, it's it's like imagine, um, okay, what's a good example for this? It's kind of like how, Simply like Kleenex, right? How Kleenex is a brand name, and now it's like every single thing that's, you know, for cleaning, um, it's a Kleenex, you know. The difference is this companies did the work, right? They put the work in. Maybe they were first, or they were the most popular ones. And by putting the work in, over time, they just became synonymous with that actual brand. Facebook is doing the opposite. They're big enough, right? They can do this. They have, they're big enough. You know, everyone knows who Facebook is. So the rebrand is not, so it's only, I've been, I think only Facebook can get away with this, you know, because what they've done is they've not put in the work, right? 
there's already a term out there, metaverse, that's kind of like, you know, known for like what this is about, like, you know, what the future is going to be. Like when, when we speak of, you know, um, virtual reality and, um, you know, extended reality and um, augmented reality and whatnot. So um, it's like, yeah, Facebook it hasn't put the work in yet, but they've already grabbed the name already, you know, metaverse. So it's like, it's a whole move to do, you know, and that could be a form of, like, it, it could be, a source of different legal battles in the future. So, um, just something to say. But anyway, I'll just say, say so I was at the um, Augmented World Expo um, conference this past week, and it was incredible, man. When I tell you, like, in the next five, six years, we're not going to be outside, bro. I promise you. Like, we're not going to be outside. Okay? What's going to happen, yeah? We're going to have our game rooms, yeah? And our game rooms are going to be a little, you know, like, you know, sometimes we say game rooms and it's like a corner where you have like a desk or a TV corner and you play a FIFA or whatnot. A game room will be a little room and each corner of the room will have different sorts of like cameras and motion sensor trackers and you just put on your headset, your VR headset and just literally enter a different universe and you will be there for like 10, 12 hours a day. Like imagine right now already, think about all the time we spend on our phone or, or even on video games, you know, and, and the issue about that, and the, the cool thing about it is it's not, they're not attacking just video games no more. We're attacking like social media. Like I think of how many hours you spend on Twitter. Think about how many times you spend, how many hours you spend like, you know, on, on IG, on your email. Now imagine adding all that into some kind of virtual space. Almost. I imagine you, and now add the fact that we're going to be remote. <laughs> Like, come on, COVID was like a tester for, you know, being remote and see how, how, how that could work. If there's a way we could, you know, include VR into our workspace, it's a wrap. It's a wrap, you get me? So we're going to be inside on the headsets for like hours upon hours a day. Think of, just imagine what the phone does for you right now. Imagine how much you can do without your phone and replace that with, you know, just headsets. That's going to be our future. And... um Again, we could. I mean, I can't really predict the future per se. Like, I don't think anyone can, but it's a good estimate. Again, you know, the everything is still subject to randomness. You know, things could change. Um, things could be volatile. Something could happen. You know, we never know. You know, we never know. Um, the economy could crash. You know, no one can afford to pay for this. Pay for this thing, and that could be Harry dies out. Who knows, right? But if things go um, the way they're going right now, that's why we're headed. And so, what can you need to prepare for that? You know, I think. Um, Man, it's going to be scary, right? And this is me speaking about the metaverse a little bit. Scary in the sense that um, if you're not, like right now, if you're already like weak or I guess for lack like of a better word, if you have no discipline, right? It's going to be easy to get drawn into this. You know, there's so many incentives, right? For example, um, there's this game called Astra. Look it up. Um, it's called AST. It's by this team. It's a startup by this team of Nigerian developers. Incredible. Please, guys, once it's out, y'all go support it. And um, they're creating like a, a game, a virtual you know experience where pretty much you can, you know, have access to fashion brands, you know, and you know by playing their games, like and by playing their reality, like in the you know virtual reality world, you could win actual, um, like actual. Um, merch, and not merch like actual fashion items. For example, let's say in the game you could let's say play 
however, rack up this many points, and you could buy with just points in the game a virtual Louis V jacket, right? And obviously, with NFTs and minting and whatnot, I can only really say um, you can get access to all that and just have that set to you, just mailed to you, you know? And so, yeah, the metaverse is about to be crazy, but that's kind of like, you know, an idea of kind of like where we're headed. So um, I'll just say um, it would be great if we all just, you know, um, had a better understanding of who we are as, as people, just better resolve on who we are and what we do. That way, once it does get crazy and there's that much pressure, you know, to like, you know, fit in and, you know, join this virtual reality space, you can be fine going outside, you know? Um, I think about, you know, folks who can't, who cannot be off their phone. And um, I'm saying, like, once that time comes, it's going to be too late, you know. But, yeah, that's just my my spiel. But, you know, all these things could change. So on that verse of just being in that, like, you know, crypto, all that stuff, I'd like to, you know, speak about, um, I guess, just wealth creation now. Um, I think... We've heard stuff like, you know, Dogecoin. We've heard about, like, you know, Shiba and whatnot. And I feel like it's warping our reality when it comes to, like, you know, how much, not necessarily hard work, but, like, the value of time and hard work and consistency. Um, and to be honest, a lot of people are getting rich, right, of this of these coins, like millions of it. And it's... Um, it's confusing because, you know, you, all your life you've been told to, like, you know, work hard, be consistent, and you might, you know, get it, you know, eventually. And now it seems not to be the case. And, I mean, it's it's a hard one because people are making it out here. And I think there's, there has to be a balance, right, where we understand that, okay, time as a factor is still very key. Um, but the difference now is just... The, how do I say it? How do I voice it? Let me say the difference is just kind of like, you know, the idea of just, I want to say disruption or um, just always thinking ahead or innovating. Um, I think the internet was a prime example of this in the sense that um, when it arrived, per se, you could do much more, you know, instead of going door to door, like working hard, you could do this on, on online. Still doesn't make it easy, right? But it just means like, you know, you're hopping off the right wave while still putting in work. Now with crypto, for example, I know um, my guy Tom spent a whole year just learning about charts and just reading and being disciplined and learning about crypto. And that was a lot of hard work. Like, I don't think most people have discipline to, to do that. He just did that, put his head in his books, laptop, charts for a whole year, investing, you know, in different group chats, connecting, you know, networking. And just really putting his whole energy into that thing. And like, and it's a year, but it's a year, it's a long time too. Um, but he came out on the other side much, you know, wiser. <laughs> very wealthy. Okay. Very wealthy. I must be, I must speak on that. Very wealthy. And um there's the illusion that this just happened really fit, you know, real quick. Oh, it's crypto, it's crypto, that's crypto that. But like we're forgetting the, the time factor. And I think, you know, as much as, you know, we've been warped um in this in this digital economy where people are getting rich hella quick, you know, it's important to understand the factor of time, like, you know, still put in work, um, even though it might be in a different, you know, you know, different dimension now, but I think that time factor is still very important. 
and 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 if this and I think this is where we're headed next, right? And if this is where it's headed, I feel like you know, just like everything in like, just like everything, usually it's always minorities who get in there kind of last. By minorities, I'm speaking about women, people of color. Um, this space right now currently dominated by you know white men, uh, for the most part, and you know they're getting like the early rewards of it. And the issue with this is just over time, you know, and one thing I one I think one thing I've I've learned or just one thing I, I follow or I abide by uh, when it comes to like trends, if everyone knows about it, even if it's money, if everyone's trying to hop on it, it's too late. You know, it's too late. For example, like let's say it's about Sheba. So if you bought Sheba like a year ago, um, no one was, it was probably cheaper a year ago. And now once everyone's hopping on it, once everyone's buying these coins, the price is going up. So if everyone's buying it right now, it's a bad time to, it's a bad time to get in, honestly. So the best time should have been before anyone knew about it, you know? So um, I guess it's kind of like, you know, how do we diffuse information to everyone? So it's kind of like an equal space. Like we speak about being decentralized and everything, but still, there's always, still always lagging behind, you know? And right now, there's a chance, right, to learn about it. But even in the spaces right now, you know, even women are not even in the spaces. Like, there are not that many women in this crypto space. There are not that many, you know, people of color, and so I think, you know, we have to think about these things, you know. So right now it's our little podcast and we're chatting and doing our thing. But I think it's important that we um, think of these factors, you know. Because I feel like, you know, um, there's always going to be some kind of gap. We dis- we discuss like, oh, there's a gap between the men and women in the workplace. The gap between, you know, whites and like, you know, people of color or blacks and whatnot. And like, Loki, there's a chance right now, you know, to... Um, to close that gap, right, with this, you know, space of in crypto and what's the barrier of entry? I think it's just awareness, you know, we're on the internet, you can learn about these things, you can ask someone about these things, you know, it doesn't have to be too late, you know, you can, but it's not, it's a prime time to get in, you know, so just read on, you know, ask people, ask me, I don't know a lot, but I can, we, we, we can chat about it, you know, I can, I would definitely have like, you know, some of my crypto friends on here, maybe Tom, and we can discuss it on here and you know, but there's so many resources out there, so many resources, you know, learn about it, you know, even like things like, you know, investing in real estate, like, you know, all these things are dominated by white folks, men, and women do it, but it's, it's, it's their minor, you know, so like, you know, at the end of the day, like, you know, it's kind of like, and I think, I think like, so there's a trend that says um, more women are graduating college than men. And in the past, I felt like, oh, that was a bad thing or not bad, not bad thing, but that was kind of like, ugh. Not, it's not a competition. It was, it was great what was happening, but I was like, okay, this is interesting, right? Yeah, please don't cancel me. I beg, don't cancel me. I was just saying this was an interesting thing. My philosophy is don't have a path. Like, destroy the path, right? Just have a vision, okay? Have a vision of where you want to be, and, you know, and work hard, you know, be consistent. And with time, obviously have a plan, but, you know, the path can should not be rigid because, you know, things change. Shit happens. You know, you move left and right, just flow with it, but still have a vision where you want to end up for your life. Same thing, I feel like, you know, um, this college was the path, right, that was made. And when you're, a path, when you're on a path that's set, you know, you are the mercy of those who set the path for you. When it comes to college and, you know, working nine to fives and just, you know, just working hard. Like, you know, when these things are set as by folks like, yo, this is what, this is what you do, this, this is what we've done, you know. It's very little reward in those things, you know. It's it's you get you, you don't make too much when you're ordinary, you know. Same thing in this space with women. I feel um, a lot of women are graduating college. You know, they are 
following the path that's set for them, you know? And now less men are graduating college, less men are dropping out. What does that mean? Maybe because they figured out maybe they could invest more. Maybe now they're going to real estate. Maybe they're into crypto. Maybe they're starting businesses and whatnot. Not to say women are not doing these things, right? I'm just saying they're not going as fast as men are in these spaces. I feel like, you know, there's still a lot of issues when it comes to like socialization that we need to like, you know, change. Um, but you know, it's a it's a great problem to have. You know, there are more women graduating than men. That's great. But um, we want to be careful that, you know, women also are aware about this, all the opportunities, you know, to make um, a life for themselves and to be wealthy and just, you know, to be more independent. And this could be through different um, and not popular forms, right? Like real estate, it could be investing, crypto, startups and whatnot, or being in tech. So um, that's just all I have to say on that. Let's speak on essence. I think um, this theme already has been like, you know, time um, and just kind of how we can't really predict these things, you know, Biscuit Essence um, for Thames, Thames Baby. Anyway, uh, <laughs> that's the song of the summer. <laughs> like not, like, no, not Nigerian. Okay, not, not not a Nigerian. No, it's the song of the summer, like summer in the entire world. Essence, whiskey, Ojo, like I love my baby. That's my baby. Same whiskey. I said, He had the song of the summer in essence, and there's no way anyone could predict this happening. No way. And that's just like one thing we speak on when when we talk about time being just this. This crazy thing, you know, no one can tell what happens, you know. Again, put your work in, whatever, blah, blah, blah. It, this will never be, this will happen again, you know. It's, I mean, it's happened also with CK as well Um, for, like, you know, um, Love Wanting to, like, TikTok blew that song out of the water. Like, mind you, lo- that that was our Cancun 2020 song. We were playing that song in preparation for freaking... um. What's it called? Um, Afro Nation, Puerto Rico in 2020, right before the pandemic hit. That was our song. So we went, so a bunch of our friends, if y'all know, you know, um, we went to Cancun literally the week before before um, USA shut the border off between Mexico. And we had a great time, but we were on the news, like, what's going on? And in our time in Cancun during spring break, that was our song of the trip. You know, love wanted to just sing all that stuff, like on repeat all the time. And now, like a year, over a year now, that song is popping on the charts, doing crazy things on TikTok and whatnot. It's it's incredible, and you cannot like write these things. You you cannot you cannot make these things up, you know. So um, that's just something I saw. I saw that really had me really interested. Um, but yeah, though, whiskey is the song of the summer. Like I'm letting y'all know this now. Like Afrobeats, you know, to the world, blah blah. blah but it's it it's happening. It happened. Like I'm in San Francisco, jamming. The one wami, one one wami. Um, Birupara, um, Sapa. Um, anyway, um, I was gonna say, like, I'm in San Francisco, right? And I live in the city, and ev- almost every other day, I'm hearing this a, a car blasting, passing by, by because I live in the city. I, I'm, I'm sure you can hear some cars passing by. I live very close to the city. Um, I'm in the city, but I live very close. Like, like you can hear, like, I'm, I'm, I live on a busy road, busy street, and every other day, I'm hearing, like, you know essence on the radio 
answers as someone's all scored passing by me in San Francisco. Mind you, in this city, there's only one Nigerian restaurant. And this restaurant caters. Do you understand? Like, do you understand how mad this is? Like, niggas are not here. Like, they're not here. In Oakland, I mean, some niggas are here, some Nigerians are here, but they're not here, really. So, um, it's crazy. It's mad. And um, I just want to speak to the fact that, you know, yo, it's it's proud. I'm so proud to be here right now. Um, I saw Whiskey like a few weeks ago, actually, in Dallas. Incredible. I saw um, Thames at um, Lost in Rhythm. Incredible. Like, it's a great time for you to be here because I, I, I want to go back to like when um, I would be on notjustok.com not to get my fix of Nigerian music because like literally once I left Nigeria, I came out here, I could not find a way to listen to music. Um, there was this, oh, there's this software called Song R. Ooh. If you know, you know. Song R, S-O-N-G-R. And this was, this was the, um, the software I used to download music. Heavy Nigerian music on my, on my phone on my computer just to listen to over and over. And this was in the era of like um the banjo Oliver Twist. Um this is whiskey when whiskey did that zone too. That era, you know, that was when I got to US. It was popping, it was crazy. But like there was no way to listen to it. And then I think Spot I then I discovered Spotify a few months later or a few years later and, and it just blew my mind because I could have all this music there. But before all of that happened it was Song R for me, man. Song R was giving me music, giving me life. Man, shout out to that website for real and that and that and that software because they really saved me. And not just okay.com, so I could read and catch up on it. I did there was no IG then. Um it was it was crazy, you know, it was crazy. There was no Instagram then. Um so and there was Facebook, but like I can only find music on Facebook, but that's kinda like, you know, where's like where was that? So like for me, I'm definitely like an Afrobeats warrior in the sense that you know, it saved my life, bro. Like I needed that once when I once I got here, cause no one understood me. Like I wasn't trying to jig. Niggas were doing something weird. Cause I I I moved to Dallas when I was from Nigeria. And niggas were they had that the something where they don't cut the back of their head. Like you know, I don't know how it's called and called, but like that thing was I think the shag or that's what they call it. That was weird to me, bro. Niggas were wearing two socks with Sperry's. I just say like two socks on one leg, bro. Like it was a weird time. I was just like, what the fuck is going on out here? I needed something to get me grounded. I needed my music. And that's kind of where those things did for me. So for me, always, I feel it to be my is in my is in my DNA, is in my culture, is in my blood. Like I love it. You know, I leave it, I breathe it, like I read about it, like I check the charts. That's what I do. So like, so like right now is a very exciting time. Um, I love it, really. I love it here. Can't complain. I love it here. So I just want to say, like, you know, big ups to everyone doing it, by the way. Big ups to, you know, to those who are doing it right now on the come up, you know. I think of folks like, you know, Maradona. Um, ah, what's my guy's name? What's my guy's name? Okay, um, what's it? Y- I, think, I think it's, what's his name? Is it Y? Hold on one second. I'm, I'm going to get this right. Because I, I, just, I just got hip to this song. Yeah, Psycho, Psycho YP. I I just got to hip to the song Carol. Incredible, incredible jam. Um there's um I think Toye. Um who else is doing who else is doing it right now? Let me find let me because that guy's guys are here, bro. What do you mean? Guys are here. Shout I'll I'll make a playlist of um all my guys doing it right now. Not my guys per se, but people who are, you know, doing the thing out here. It's incredible and I love it. Um, Caveman, shout out to Caveman. Oof. Oof, caveman. 
they're just bringing back what's it called? Not bringing back, but they're doing something really crazy with their um, high life. You know, it's 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 beautiful. I love it. I love it. I'm Igbo. I'm proud. They're also they're from an emo as well, so I love it. Um, so a lot of people are doing thing right now. So um, it's it's I love it here. That's that's, that's what I'll say. Um, and now to just move more to like what I'm watching. Um, I just saw this film by Steve McQueen on Amazon Prime. It's called Lovers Rock, and he had the guy from Top Boy, like like the Jamaican guy in Top Boy. He was on there, and that that's probably one of the the prettiest films I've seen this year. And I say that because there's a scene where they're just dancing, right? There's like a there's a there's a it's a, it's a dance hall. Basically, it's like this. It's um this Caribbean island um, folks, people in the UK at the time, right? In, in in the UK, and it's just it shows that subculture, the genre, the music, the reggae, the dubstep, like I'm not dubstep, the dub, like oof, it's incredible. Like if you love dub, please watch this film. But also, it's I've never seen a film where black people were were made to look so beautiful, have an amazing time, just dancing, no bad vibes, just dancing, sparking, gyrating, going crazy, rocking, whining. Um, but it's a it's a beautiful film. Please watch it it's on Amazon Prime. Um, also, there's a song on the Tyler Creator album that was that was sampled, right? And the original song is in this movie. So please, once y'all watch the song, um, no, once, you, <laughs> once y'all watch the film and y'all hear the song, right? It's on, it's on, the, it's on, it's on the latest Tyler the Creator album. Find the sample and, let, and, and send to me. And, let's, and, and I'll send you something. I'll give you something for that, you know? But yeah, that was something really, really cool that I discovered. And that was really, um, yeah, beautiful film, beautiful film. Um, obviously, watching Succession, incredible show. Um, and I think Succession as a show has um, has shown me so much about journalism, right? I feel like podcasting itself is a form of journalism. And the crazy part about journalism is that it is hella controlled, like no cap. Like as much as we won't, and we, as much as we won't talk about, you know, journalistic integrity, the stories, you know, the agendas, they are very, very much influenced from those who own this, you know, who own these networks, you get me? So I feel like generally... Genuinely, like the best form of, not best form, but like the most, the purest form of journalism, right? It's just to, you know, say things the way they are. Journal, podcast, record, right? And so what do I mean by this? I mean like, you know, observe what you're seeing right now. For example, like I just spoke about the fact that, you know, Rivian is a company doing crazy right now and everyone thinks it's going to do crazy. Speak on the fact that Whiskey did this right now with Essence. Like, speak on the now, right? Because the issue is in the future, we always think, you know, high sign is 2020. I don't think that's always the case. Like, in the future, we think complex things can always be. Like, once, like, you know, in the future, when we look back, we say, oh, that's what caused this and this to happen. We don't know the causation of these things. Like, some things are random as hell, you know. But, you know, we love to simplify things and put them into boxes. And that just... You know, that's just how we are as humans. We need to figure shit out. Like, we have to make sure we understand what, what it is for our peace of mind. But the issue with, with this is not everything has a causal effect. Shit be happening a lot of the time. And we never take, it, take that into account that shit happens, you know. 
it will say, oh, if we've done this, if we've done this, we've done that. Not quite. Like, the only way to prepare for best case scenarios is to prepare for the fact that shit happens. And how do you prepare for shit happens? You make yourself robust, right? Make yourself... Um, and how do you make yourself robust? And that's what I made a trade about this. You make yourself robust by just, you know, training yourself, your body, your mind to random shit. Random events. For example, like, randomly, I'm going to take a cold shower. Random as hell. Some days, I will eat nothing. I will go and fast for like a week or like a few days. Some days, I will, I will eat like crazy. Even though I'm full, I'm going to keep eating just to eat. Some days, I will drink crazy, blackout drunk. Some days, I don't drink nothing. Like, I'm not saying like, you know, do this as a habit, but like, I like to, you know, subject myself, my body to different forms of like, you know, of um of just varying experiences, you know? Like, I will go on like an hour walk instead of taking an Uber or train. I'll just walk that hour to get to where I want to get to. Um, I'm going to go on hikes, you know? Just, you know, different things you can do just to like make sure your body's... um um, what's it called prepared or exposed to variables different variables and that's the best way to prepare for shit happens like once your mind knows you know you can do whatever like you're not too you know destroyed by stuff you know some days I just put my card in my freaking bag and I move throughout a week without no card if shit were to happen I'm have to figure shit out myself you know and it's not really stressful per se like, I mean it's just me right there's no one else kind of like tied to me right now that's the beautiful thing about moving to a new city your consequences are kind of like only on you. You get like it doesn't really fall on anyone else, so you can get away with these things, you know. So I do this a lot, and that makes me robust, right? And so um, that's how you pray for shit happens, you know. That's how I feel like it's the best way to pray for shit happens, you know. You can always be comfortable, you know. Don't do that to yourself, you know. Take cold showers, you know. Eat, drink cold water, like you know. Wake up early, you know. Wake up super early in some days. You know, go for a run some days. Like, just, you know, expose yourself to, like, as much randomness as possible. And you'll be best prepared. But again, back to my um, spiel about journalism. I feel like, you know, podcasting is, is interesting because we speak on what happened, you know. Like, I feel like that was also the form. No, I feel like, but that's also the background behind Reggie Uzo, um, season one. I said, like, we were in crazy times when a pandemic, Trump was finna be re-elected. <laughs> you get and it was crazy. I was like, yo, what's going to go down? Like, it's going to blow up. There was a summer. That summer of 2020 was where we had, like, you know, the riots, right? The Black Lives Matter movement was going crazy. Companies were opening their wallets, quote, unquote. She was going crazy, bro. I couldn't go outside. I was wilding a little bit. I was just like, who am I, bro? I was, I was wilding last summer, you know? And it was just like, man. I was like, I need to, I need to document this. Like, I need to document this. It was a crazy time. And I'm glad I did because I go back and listen. I'm just like, damn, like this was really what we're doing. You know, we had no idea when we'll be out outside again, you know. So that's why I want to write this podcast, you know. I'm I'm not going I'm not speaking on what was or saying what could have happened, you know. I'm just saying things the way they are now, how we feel about things, you know, what's going on, how we're doing things, like what's popping, like what's not popping, like what what are we wearing? What do we think is gonna happen? What's everyone thinking right now that's gonna happen, you know? So I, want, I speak on these things. I give my takes on what could happen. But I'm also saying, like, oh, boy, time is a factor. Time is a main nigga in charge. I'm going to say, bro, I'm going to just fuck the shit up. And you're going to do nothing about it. You know? So um, I feel like for the... I mean, I even read somewhere that, you know, the reason why France was... I think France... Um, 
So why? So when Nazi Germany was approaching France, the reason why um, folks didn't think Hitler was going to be a thing, or like France or Germany wasn't going crazy, because like this general sentiment in France was like there was no way someone like Hitler was going to get up there. I think that was what what it was. Like they just didn't believe someone like Hitler could like you know could amass that far up there. So they they, they didn't take that nigga seriously, and that was the sentiment around it. So obviously, when no one really thinks that Germany ain't is about that shit. When Germany pulled up on France, it was easy because France weren't thinking, you know, now we can save France if France was weak. No, that's not, that, wasn't, that wasn't the case. As a journal by, um, I think so a British um, journalist was writing what was going on, what was happening, the sentiments at the time. And niggas in France really thought Germany didn't, ain't got it like that. Like, they don't really believe they're organized and whatnot. And so when it rolled up on them, that happened. So that was, I mean, again, things, things are not cause and effect, but that was the cause, right? Is that a fun thing for history to say? Is that nice for history books? No. History wants to say France was, France was weak, right? And that's the issue. Like, and that's why when I say, you know, the agendas, once, you know, it's post, like once we're in the future right now and we're trying to rewrite the past, we can say, oh, this is a better narrative, right, of why this happened. But the, the, the truth of the matter, and the truth might not be as, you know, as rosy, might not be, you know, nice, might not be as pretty or poetic you know sometimes it's just random as shit like you know or not as interesting i mean i think i think it's interesting right but like you know for the most part it's easy to say oh germany just bulldozed their way through france do it just on it but like when you see but but right now this changed everything you know so um yeah that's that um but again i just had to say like you know i really enjoy podcasting because i get to do this thing where i'm just speaking on what's happening right now on pop culture politics crypto finance and you know down the line we'll see what happens you know was we were we right were we wrong who knows but it's here you know we can't lie and say this is what we thought was was going on we can't no i have it all on tape <laughs> i'm recording this year right now um so yeah and again back to what i'm watching tv um insecure season five last season of insecure i love it um video suite that's been the the i want to say the show to my Adult, early adult life. Um, started watching it in college. I mean, it came out in college. I was watching it like every week as it came out, and um, I followed that all the way till now, and it's been you know beautiful. Last episode had to do with you know um, Lawrence, you know, who just moved to San Francisco, a twin, and he's just flying around, just flying you know back and forth between LA and San Francisco for Condoleezza. Um, or condolences about like you know the baby and how to do things, and that was pretty interesting to watch. Just you know, you know, co-parenting in the black space. You know, it's not really super explored per se. Um, we was always simplified to the baby daddy, baby mama drama trouble. But I think this was a very grown up thing, and it was nice to just see it that way. I know it happens all the time. I'm sure this is not new at all. It's very popular, but like that's not what we're exposed to. So it was nice to just see like a healthy. I don't even know if that was healthy, but obviously, we'll see. But uh, a, a, an idea of how things could be when it comes to co-parenting between, you know, black folks. That was nice to see. Um, so that's pretty much that on that. Um, again, thank you for listening. Um, I really struggled this week to push this episode out. So I hope you enjoyed this one. Please share with your friends. Um, I hope the quality is great on this one. If not, it is what it is. We're going to get better. Like I said, every Saturday morning, um, you'll get a new episode from me. It might be 40 minutes long. It might be, you know, five minutes long. But you're going to get me saying something because I want to keep up the consistency. 
Um, so yeah, that, that's what we're doing right now. You have a wonderful week. God bless you. God bless your your loved ones. Please prosper. Also, my birthday is next week. So by the time you're hearing this, my birthday is 17. So please, you know, if you can call me or text me, send me something sweet, you know, like via text, right? I love those things. It makes me feel warm. Um, you know, just, you know, shout me out somewhere. Or do something Like, you know, post my picture in your story or something like that. I don't know. Um, let me know what's going on, okay? Just, but yeah, I'll be turning a year older. Ha! Almost got me. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I can't wait. It's been a wonderful year. So I'm going to celebrate it very, very cool. With some substances. Some, some substances, some circumstances. Um, but yeah, you have a wonderful time. You have a good one. Peace.